everybody, before we get going, just a reminder of a promotion running through the Osiris Network I'm real pumped about. It's with Harry's Razors. Now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's best to stay inside. That's why they ship directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. I am entirely hooked. It's... um. It's just an amazing razor. Uh, the handle's incredible. The shaving cream they send you um, is just delightful. It's incredible. Now, they have a special offer for listeners. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com backslash party pal. Why Harry's? Harry's has returned to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 a blade. That's right. Two bucks a blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high-quality blades at a factory direct price. Harry's is super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And you can feel good about your purchase. 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. On top of that, 1% of proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. So cool. Listeners to this show can redeem their Harry's trial set. So that includes a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade on top, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. As I mentioned, that's the good stuff. And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com backslash party pal to start shaving better today. Now let's get this party started. the party pal the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed i am one of your hosts i am michael shields and i have with me today you know him from the secession episode you know him from the curb your enthusiasm episode uh we have justin wells with us today how you doing justin uh i'm doing i'm doing well you know um obviously we're recording this from seclusion but uh mm. we, we we get to talk about the runaway hit of uh television during seclusion 
Absolutely. It's, uh, it's the great unifier. It's the Netflix hit seven-part, uh, now eight, docuseries Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, which follows the life of Tiger King Joe Exotic, who, uh, who ran the GW Zoo in Oklahoma before his arrest and conviction for a murder for a higher plot. So, yes, this is, um, this has all been all the rage. It's, um, it's the, a series that, that the, um, the country might have needed right now. America really loves a good grift, right? Don't we? Like, yeah. we really love a good grift. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and the best part about this is that the, the four personalities that are the that are the main focus of this, you know, Joe Exotic, obviously, but to a lesser extent, Car- Carol Baskin, uh, Doc Antle, and Jeff mm-hmm. Lowe. Yep. What a fu- what a cast of characters, man. Absolutely, it's. I mean, the show. It is. I I, I get why we all. Um, you know, it, we. We're drawn to the television screen for this. It's uh, it's just the shock value is incredible. It's um, you know, you do feel bad at times watching it. It's it's it is. We're talking of a guilty pleasure here today, but uh, I was just blown away. There is no downtime. Every time I was watching for a few minutes, it's just something else would happen, and I was just like, damn. And it, so it, I mean, it's it's perfect for binge watching. It was. It was um, it was increasingly compelling as it moved forward, and yeah, those four you mentioned that that uh, quartet, it's there. It that's in, it's insane. Each one more than the next. Yeah, at some point you have to question like the reality of some of these people, and the fact that they are actually all real and all behave like that <laughs> is. Um, I, I I I knew that people like this existed in some way. I just didn't know that this many people in this manner could exist in this ecosystem. But. Absolutely, it, it is. It did lie outside of um, people I've encountered, and it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's truly. It was—it was a—it was, was a captivating, remarkable um, uh, jaunt. You know, it was—it was wild. It was funny. I um I had seen him before. I had seen Joe Exotic. I uh, watched. I used to watch John Oliver a lot. It's I've dropped off recently, but um the moment they showed his clip that they showed on John Oliver from his presidential run I was like damn that is exactly where I um I you know it was recalling him for had you seen or known about any of this before uh, Netflix unleashed it upon us I only remember now like vaguely seeing that clip in John on on John Oliver before Netflix unleashed this on us I I I knew that there was obviously issues with tigers being owned by private citizens because i'm aware of the existence mm-hmm. of mike tyson and i've seen the hangover <laughs> it was uh and i've seen a lot of um i can't you know right off the top of my head um drop any stats on this but i knew of articles and was reading articles about how many um tigers and, and lions were in captivity in our country and and in comparing those to to the ones that are in the wild and we were running up the score on that, and it just it just it's wild to actually see see it and, and, and experience the people behind it. Um, it was it just you know what you know what I keep going back to right now, and you know with uh, Joe Exotic, he um he was so he was obviously loved the cameras and the fame, and just it just no one can be happier than him right now in his cell about his uh, this thing blowing up. No yeah, I. it's one of those things, though, where if you know you're doing crimes, don't put yourself... Don't have every moment of your life recorded. Yeah. Like, if you know you're doing that, like, shit that's patently illegal, don't do things where you know you're being recorded. It's not a great yep. way to uh, 
stay out of prison to be able to enjoy your fame. Yeah, I suppose sociopaths and, and people truly obsessed with themselves and their fame, they, they, they tend to do that time and time again. And it always blows my mind when people who are in the limelight um, are just okay with, you know, doing their illicit deeds right out there in the open. Hey, so this is what I did. I didn't know quite how to tackle this, um, this episode, this, this real unique beast that is Tiger King. So I put together a top 10 list of what I believe are the most mind-blowing moments or facts present in the Tiger King. And I figured it could be um, kind of our jumping off point, each one on the discussion. And I think we'll hit, as we go through, I think we'll hit um, each each character. I, I got to call them characters um, in this show. And uh, you think that's a good way to do it? Does that work? I think, I think that is a fantastic way to do it. <laughs> All right, good because I think we'll hit the big ones too, and and if I miss any, that's, and I'm sh- I'm sure I will. You just you just hit me right with them towards the end. Number ten, um, this is you know this might not be viewed by many people as just like that big a moment in the scheme of everything that happens, but I found it absolutely mind blowing that they served expired meat to the public um, at the restaurant there, that they went in, they had a deal with Walmart, and they would go into their um, big containers of meat uh, that they wouldn't sell anymore, and they would take it and, and, and not only feed it to the animals, but they were feeding it in their restaurant to humans, and I thought that was the grossest, most ridiculous thing. Oh, it was absolutely disgusting, and you know what? It really lends you to the fact that if you're if you're starting a zoo basically on suspect moral and ethical grounds, you're certainly going to treat your customers pretty poorly. Um, I mean, typically that, I mean, a zoo that's doing that is going to do that anyway. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it really, really, really was, uh, disgusting. Like imagine you order a meatball pizza and the meat's like six months old and has been left hot and they wouldn't even serve it to a tiger. They wouldn't even sell it at, at Walmart anymore, and then they wouldn't wouldn't serve it to a tiger, and that comes on your plate. I mean, you know, I'm always wary, and I'm in, uh, you know, places that you probably shouldn't be ordering food in, of ordering food, but uh, this serves as just another reminder of uh, what could end up on your um, plate in front of you, and I, I, guess, I was super grossed out. Does this take Ikea off the hook for serving horse? <laughs> I think it does. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I, forgot, I totally forgot about that uh, moment in time. So number nine um, to me was uh, it just his, his music. His music was that lit when we first came upon his music videos um, and got to hear some of his songs. It's just that was like kind of some of the more joyous moments to me of the whole series. Yeah, it, it's just. It's the most cooker cutter and formulaic country stuff. Like it's 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 a Toby Keith cosplay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, let's take it one second. I want to hear a little bit of this, so so everyone knows. Um, you know, kind of. Let, let's hear some of Joe Exotic. Of being untamed. 
the cops said there's something wrong here. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Oh, mama's got some treats for you. So that was uh, that was here, kitty, kitty. Um, obviously, it, 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 uh, that's the one in this video. The video is blowing up on YouTube. I just saw the numbers this morning, and uh, that's the one where it's about. Um, Carol Baskin, and we're going to get into this. This, this, this is this is the, the heavy hitter of the moments, but it, it shows her uh, feeding, feeding the lions with a plate with a human head on it. Um, what uh, what's fascinating and not surprising at all um, is he didn't sing all the songs from everything I'm reading out there, um, or play guitar or do anything on them. It was um, he. Uh, he called upon Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton of the Clinton Johnson band to make most of his music. And he was lip syncing or just kind of riffing off that. So that's that's not surprising at all. No, he's a man of basically no discernible talent. <laughs> How could you expect him to be good at music? Oh, the videos, though, like I will. I got to give him credit on like even like any of his production um, of you know his television shows or just any time he was filming anything, I I really got a kick out of his kind of low rent creativity. I guess, and you could even say you take that to his attire too, and just his style. Oh, his it's I mean the mullet man, the mullet. The you mullet. Know? <laughs> I have um I have a. A sweatshirt. I really, I've liked it for a while. I wear. It, I, I, you might have even seen it, Justin. I sometimes wear it when I go to shows or something. It's a little. It's a little over the top. I wouldn't wear it anywhere uh, where I need to be presentable. But it's a, got a big line across the front of it, and uh, it showed up at one point, And one of the zookeepers was wearing it, so that was a nice moment for me to see my sweatshirt well, out there. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, a lion's mane is the mullet of the of of the stuff. <laughs> the what are the gra- the of the uh, safari. Yes, yes. Um, Savannah, the Savannah. Savannah, Savannah, yep. are called. Um, so, yeah, the, the music was just incredible. And it was just, it was like, I, I, I loved um, those moments. It was nice to step out of the, the drama and just like the all the other jaw-dropping stuff. So that was really, really special. I think we're going to need like, a, you know, the, the Johnny Cash Folsom prison record. We're going to need a Joe Exotic live from the Oklahoma State pen record at some point. <laughs> that's such a good idea. Um, no, it's it's that's the thing when I mentioned earlier just about how excited he is. I can only imagine the content if he was out there right now that he would be putting out and just he he would. It's actually it's it's a gift to all of us that he he is not. I mean, this this show was something to behold. But I mean, if he was in the world right now, even regardless of what's going on, we would be inundated with that man. He would be everywhere. Yeah, he bas- he would be. It, it's kind of uh, fortunate for the rest of us, and especially Carol Baskin, that he's in prison because mm-hmm. he can't <laughs> enjoy it. I mean, typically, if someone if you're plotting to murder someone, typically that person is probably happiest that you're in prison. So, uh, you know, n- nothing against Carol of uh, potentially... So, who herself is a very suspect moral character <laughs> no doubt about it um number eight uh let's we got to talk kind of about um uh joe and his husbands and you know i just um kind of john uh finlay he uh he he kind of it just i i wrote down uh his teeth and uh lack of shirt throughout the whole thing which is just just a wild and this you know what this makes me think 
And I feel almost bad talking about it, but, um, you know, it was something that really jumped off the screen. I mean, and it's also, there was a lot of guilt in watching this and, and what I was taking humor from. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I mean, this is some of it. I mean, you know, it, it, there's so much where you're laughing at them. And some of it is um, a lot of it. It was with John Finlay, who. Uh, if you get online right now, he has fixed his teeth perfectly and he, he looks he looks good. But um, him, um, Joe and his husbands, that was something else, huh? Yeah, I mean, once again, just like everything else with Joe, he needs to have control of the situation. But in this particular way of doing it is he drugs them to high hell, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Real, real, real. Like, uh, you know, it's the type of thing that uh, y- you don't really want to take comfort in seeing, but it's – it's because of the fact that Joe, like, obviously is a caricature, and he's a mm. caricature that basically also prolongs the stereotypes too, right? Like, yep. you know, like, they haven't, you know, the, the, the redneck method. Like, mm-hmm. I feel badly for Jason because, like, part of what he's going to be seen as in public culture, or at least in popular culture, identified with him is, like, toothless method. Yeah. Toothless method. And, like, that's that's not fair to anybody to carry that. Absolutely, no. That's I mean, some of the some of it, it really felt exploitative, and and it just it's that's I mean that's why it's taking in something like this is a guilty pleasure, and it's, I almost had misgivings about doing this, but it's just something. There's so many fascinating things to talk about there, and that's um I'm I'm kind of late listing the most shocking moments to me, but if you want to go ahead and say. Uh, the least shocking moment of uh, of the entire series is when, um, you, just like you said, with the, the the stereotype, is when they confirmed that they all do meth. Yeah, it, I mean <clears throat> that, and also <clears throat> the other thing that I find really disturbing is the uh, the obviously Joe is very much uh, in favor of the Second Amendment of the Constitution, and the fact that they had so many guns lying around that it actually reared itself in. Someone accidentally killing themselves. It's like, how, how did how does this story not stop then? Like, yeah. how does not I, how once Travis accidentally kills himself does I this entire thing as, not as, stop? As number three, and we'll just go there right now because we've led there. That um, uh, Travis McDonald uh, taking his life. Um, that was just that was that was the jaw dropping moment of of the show. What, what was really unique was the way. They captured it, or the way it was captured. They obviously they, they, they weren't planning on that, but um, so we kind of saw him take his life through watching um, Joe's campaign manager watch it happen, which was just uh, it was it was a very terrifying and scary moment. It's it's awful, right? Like you see, seeing the look on his face when when he when when they register that. When he registers that the you know there was a bullet that it was, in the chamber that it was real, yeah, and that Travis was had shot himself in the head, like that's uh, mm. it's 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 really really disturbing. I, it's one of those things where it's it's once again like I just feel badly for his husband because of the fact that yep. Joe's a sociopath. He views them as property, he doesn't view them as people. A, these aren't romantic relationships to him. This is uh, a, a, a like a guy who compiles cats is now also just compiling people. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great call. It was um, it was terrifying. I was I, it was it was, uh, 
you know, you kind of put yourself in that moment. And luckily, I can't even imagine what it, what it would be like to um, see something like that. And just to look on the face, it was it, w- it was it was a unique it was almost like, you know, if it was something you plot out, it's a it's a pretty intense technique that someone who is a filmmaker could use showing the one angle or is used in films. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of what came of that, too, um, following Travis's death and just also thinking about you know, how he did um, manipulate him and, and keep him around through through using his addiction. Beyond that, which is, shows how terrible of a person Joe is, the way that he treated Travis's mother following Travis's death was entirely despicable and shows you the type of person we are dealing with here. Oh, he, he's, he's an alpha lowlife, right? Like, yeah. I basically brainwashed your son fed him enough drugs to keep him so high that he had no agency or free will or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I'm also going to have a lot of weapons around here because your son seems to really like those. It's like, can't you sense some sort of danger? Do you actually care about this person? Or did you just think that he was kind of cute when he was 19 and you were in your 40s? Which is more what it seems like. And the answer is made obvious. It's laid bare by the fact that once all this clears, Jason leaves him. He mm-hmm. finds Dylan. Yep. But, and and also, the, most of these guys are straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, according to Joe, if they um, if they like men who have larger um, penises while they watch porn, they are not straight. That's a, that was Joe's take on it. But uh, just the way you mentioned Dylan, how um, he used Travis's mom, he brought her to, to the wedding so that it would look like to the public that this was okay by her. And it would kind of, cause it all happened so fast. He moved on so fast and he manipulated and used her to kind of make that public perception better. Yeah. And it, it's a shame that that wasn't transparent. Yeah. Yeah. That she wasn't able to realize that. Is that what you speak of? Yeah, that she wasn't able to realize that that other and and also that other people who did see what was happening, true, totally step didn't step in. Nobody stepped yeah. in to stop Joe. Nobody checked yep. Joe through this entire thing. Everybody basically just let Joe be Joe and a bunch of Joe enablers. Absolutely, all, and, and you're and and you can't enable a psychotic. <laughs> you can't. It's we've we are seeing. Uh, we are pat. We are living through that with significantly greater stakes right now. But you don't enable a psychotic. Absolutely, we're, we're actually seeing on, on 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 a major major scale exactly what happens when when that uh, goes on. Uh, I didn't know this till I started researching a little for this episode. But um, Exotic had another husband that was not shown in the series. I believe they. Uh, broke up prior to it. His name was uh, J.C. Hartpence, and um, he uh, he is now in prison. Uh, for I'm going convic- to I'm gonna need you to spell this last name. <laughs> um, he is now in prison for convicted murder. That's J.C. Hartpence. But um, so, yeah, that there's there was he had. So he ended up that's that's four. He had four husbands. Um, really something else I. I, is, is, do you know? I think this is the case. I, I think Dylan's still with him. Um, I believe he, I think he technically is, but at this yeah. point, like the part of Joe's issue is that he's even though he's psychotic and a grifter, he's also himself totally susceptible to every form of grift because he's also a moron. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. True. Exactly. As 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 manipulated as he is. Um, that's, let's not give him too, too much credit here. Yeah. We're, this isn't, we're, we're not dealing with Machiavelli. Like 
This guy's not teaching the. This guy. This guy isn't like actually interfering in Florentine politics during the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's, nope. he's running. He's running a zoo, and he's running a really, really, really mediocre zoo in Oklahoma. Yeah, and he was. I mean, he was basically trying to get caught the entire time. I mean, if you look at all the videos of of everything he. He did. Uh, we're going to get into Carol soon. It's probably it's hard to stay away. Um, I was trying to close with it, but uh, you know everything he put out there in the world about threats and everything. He was trying to get caught. Number seven. Let's get into number seven. Um, Jeff Jeff Lowe. This will be a good point to talk about Jeff in aggregate. But him being excited um, towards the end uh, is his. Um, uh, wife was about to have their child and he said the one thing he said I found it entirely appalling right there to her in front of the camera that he was so excited to get her back in the gym um, and he was so excited at that same moment uh, to uh, to get the new nanny I mean this guy, this guy is really something else so it's one of those things where I think that like the least bad people right they're still bad but like the least bad are the yeah. ones who are so obvious in mm-hmm. their own in their own like naked self ambition or desire to have like this specific outcome happen because yep. those are the easiest personalities to deal with. You know exactly what they want at all times. Yeah. And Jeff yeah. Lowe basically he wants he wants he wants to use baby tigers to get pussy. Yeah. No, it's uh I can yeah, say that trying... on this podcast, right? Sure, man. Um it's it's what it is. He uh yeah, it was it was amazing to think that uh I've never held a baby tiger, but I mean, it, apparently that does help him um, uh, in in uh, his pursuits there as well. And uh, I'm sure there's drugs involved and everything. Those oh. Vegas parties. Oh, <laughs> you're bringing a baby tiger into a Vegas penthouse. Trust me. If, if something doesn't scream like I, I, if I had to think about situations that just scream out cocaine. Like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the it. one. That's that's it. That's the only yeah. word that comes to mind in that situation. Yeah, like, ma- mountains of it. I mean, obviously, mount, yeah, it's just like, yeah. He, um, yeah, they just. I actually, I, I hated the idea of you know. There's so much animal abuse in this. I, I can't really pinpoint, pinpoint certain ones, but just the wheeling of. I just picture them throwing little cubs in, in suitcases and the whole thing the whole, it's so it's also heinous and ridiculous it's but, but it's, he, it's heinous and ridiculous but like while watching that yeah. did you at least a small part of you want to be like i kind of want to pet a baby tiger I'll, no doubt about it these it's it's something that crossed i didn't think what, I, I get the allure they see they seem absolutely adorable they're it just it's it's something about it it definitely makes sense to me um and I, i've never really felt like i had that pull before until i'm watching this i'm like these i get it um but yeah jeff uh jeff i wouldn't be surprised if we hear more from jeff down the line we obviously know he's not clean um and had a lot to do um with with whatever plots uh that were shown in the television series. I mean, it's uh, Jeff, uh, the story of uh, Jeff Lowe is not over. Oh, there it feels like there's like gonna be a Jeff Lowe Rico trial at some point. Yeah, absolutely. He's um he's he's they, all eyes on Jeff at this moment. Um, number five, um, Kelsey Safery. I hope I'm saying her uh, last name right. Going straight back to work after getting uh, her arm torn off was really something else. Uh, it was uh, it was um, intense. I mean, yeah. the first image in the in the show. Yep, it was. Uh, um, you're wondering where this is going to go, and you see someone's arm getting torn off. 
Kelsey, I gotta say, is one like you're looking if you're looking for a moral center to things, Kelsey's one of them. My uh, next point on her was easily the most likable on the show. Easily. Yeah. In easily. my in my in, in my mind. Absolutely. And um I, I thought it was admirable. I mean, she was a lot of times um, she, I, I, would, I wasn't sure if she was like rushing back to work for Joe. But I mean, in the end, I think she was really she really had a connection to the animals and wanted to be there for the animals. And I think I, that's I mean, that's in this sea of uh, distaste. It's an admirable, admirable thing. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a few of the characters are there for the animals and that's basically the, the, those are the characters that are at, the, that are admirable. I think I can't remember exactly which character said this, but it says like I uh, you know my entire life got really turned upside down because of the fact that I stopped at a zoo to see someone feed it. I stopped I stopped and responded to an ad to feed a bear. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. And then he ends up in that world. Um, yeah, that was that was the shit, that was a uh, wild. What happened to her? Number five. Um, Joe Exotic got 19% of the vote in a governor's race in a state in the United States. Um, thinking about some some of the things that have happened politically in our country, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still really damn surprised. I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised, but I'm also not because basically uh, I, I think that there's a, a there's a real 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 nihilism that can happen in certain <laughs> in in, uh, in some forms of politics. We're like, yeah, we just don't need a functioning government at all. The fact yeah. also is like the, the the actual platform itself, like albeit you can critique the concept of libertarianism in any way. I myself mm-hmm. am not one, but yeah. uh, he he does have. There is a coherent political philosophy because it's not Joe's, right? Joe's yep. just a face for this. He's a psycho, but he's a face for mm-hmm. this. But it's really Jason Deal's. It's Jason Deal's entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is. But the you know the problem is, this is where you know you uh, realize that there are some real empty vessels that people use to push across some really sinister point of views. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, there's also the people who just you know the. It's it's hilarious to make that vote or the burn it down uh, vote happens as well and and just, I mean the, yeah you're right speaking I'll, of libertarian platform I'll I say mean this. you know oh go I, on I would vote for Joe Exotic uh-huh. I'll be I don't live in either Oklahoma or Utah I'd vote for Joe Exotic before I'd vote before I'd vote for Evan McMullen. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, up against certain people, he could, he could look good. And like what I was just about to say, the, the whole um, do whatever the fuck you want platform can definitely be appealing to some people. And, yeah. you know, it's just but 19% of the vote. For, I, I, you know, it, it's but amazing for that 19% – like that guy – that guy should be getting between one and three percent. Yes, and, I understand some and, fucking and that's votes generous from because he shouldn't be getting any votes for anything. No. <laughs> it's honestly you, do, you. You honestly, if you think about what the government does for the people, and we're seeing how much those needs can be nece- so necessary right now, and just like how much competence goes a long way. I, how could that many people thinking it just it blows my mind. I, it needed to be spoken on. Can you imagine like? If he had, if he had um, become the governor, him and yeah. Jeff, him and Jeff Lowe, because you'd have to figure their relationship probably wouldn't have fractured as much. Mm-hmm. Him and Jeff Lowe, um, 
trying to sort out shipments of N95 masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that I would mean, be the they, greatest they, the, the greatest bit of mis of, of comedy possible. There's <laughs> no way they would shut it down. Uh, they would shut it down during <laughs> during this thing. They it, they 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 would have kept on Doing what they do, and yeah, who knows um, oh, the I, misdeeds they would get into. If I can they tell had you, control. you want my my nail down prediction for how that would work. Yeah, they would shut down every other business except for the GW Zoo. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Hold, hold it down. Um, the zoo is. Did you watch the the follow up? Um, they dropped I that. Did. They I really, did. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's obviously they're grasping on straws. I honestly didn't need that. It was it was a bit much, but it it sounds like the the zoo is closed because of this, which I was actually super shocked. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I mean, it just felt so opportunistic to me. I know why they did it, and, and there's hype, and you want to build off the hype, and there's even talk of a season two because there's so much footage. It just I, I it's not. I, it necessary. doesn't need to go any further. Leave leave it well enough alone. Leave, leave well it, enough alone. Yeah, um, I know we, I, I already we already touched on Kelsey losing her arm, but I saw someone point out that uh, at, right when it happened to her, Joe runs in his office and he puts on an EMS jacket, which is which is really hilarious. If you ask me, it's quite a flex. He's got so many uniforms. I mean, basically, <laughs> Joe's uh, whoever doing Joe's costuming, right? Mm-hmm. Which obviously shouldn't be a thing in a documentary, <laughs> no. which which means it's obviously also Joe. It's just yeah. like it's it's brilliant. I mean, first off, the guy is just he's just a mess. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's he's a troubled, troubled being too. Again, back to the guilt I was speaking of. It's it's really you feel like you're watching, um, you know, a human with 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 a mental illness with with too much power and and desires on his hand and just really it's really gross sometimes and he there was a lot of hurt in his wake um and speaking of hurt in his wake uh number four i had joe burning down his um studio and his part of his offices and uh killing a whole bunch of alligators in the process i mean i'm not even gonna pretend we don't think it's joe right oh it was joe and he wanted to get rid of the he wanted the footage gone (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's 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 not even a mystery, and I I'm a, I, I I believe they they were portraying it that way. Um, but yeah, he he he, he 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 that whole thing, the way it played out, the you know him being out of town, him coming back, acting angry, the um, the loss to the alligators was 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 intense, and that was um that was it was. Rick was an interesting character. He's the producer, Rick Kirkham. And, um, you know, he invested a lot in this and seeing the loss he was talking about um, because of this action by Joe was pretty intense. So I partly have sympathy for Rick Kirkham and I partly don't because, unfortunately, Rick Kirkham is responsible for unleashing Bill O'Reilly on us. Oh, uh, go on. Yeah, Rick Kirkham. Not... Yeah, Rick Kirkham was one of the uh, original producers of Inside Edition, which is where Riley, uh, where Bill O'Reilly is... got his mass media mass media start. There, uh... you know, there's the famous "fuck it, we'll do it" live clip. Okay. Yep. Yeah, but um, I felt bad for Rick Kirkham, and I feel obviously like it, you know, go you know, spoiler alert on the eighth episode, which tells you no part of the story whatsoever. Um, uh-huh. He uh, he he is quarantined currently in Norway. Um, mm-hmm. He is being recognized there, but. You know, good for him getting as far away from this as possible. <laughs> well, do you know that um, uh, just uh, six months after the zoo fire that we're speaking on, 
um, his uh, his home mysteriously caught on fire, and he almost he almost uh, he was inside. He had to escape, and he was almost burned inside his home. And and then and then um, then he left the country. He was <laughs> there was uh, there was other things that were not in this doc that were happening around the whole thing. Like he's not whoever's trying to burn Rick Kirkham out. Obviously, is Joe. It's obviously Joe. He's obviously <laughs> it's, it's in prison. Obviously yeah. <laughs> but they're, they do a better job if you're trying to kill someone. I yeah, don't, I don't exactly. actually mean that. I prefer no, no, no. I know what you mean. Prefer no, everybody but, um, go on their unnatural causes, but yeah, no one should be murdering anyone. But um, it's it, and also um, I mean Rick could definitely be looked at as a, a like kind of more of a sane voice. There was a few more sane voices in the whole thing, but his um his viewpoint was was you know more the reliable viewpoint in this uh, doc uh, definitely. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's a capable producer, capable TV yeah. producer, and sometimes it, it shows that there's only so far you can go working with. We keep coming back to this, an insane moron. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 always fun in these type of things to get so many different viewpoints, especially it's so many different takes on on people who lived. In and around the world of someone like Joe Exotic, um, we did number three already. That was the um, the tragedy of Travis taking himself. So we're down to two. And uh, for number two, I just have the words Doc Antle. And um, I've been waiting the for reason, this moment. The reason, I mean, with a show that has a a, a guy named Joe Exotica. Who you know? He has two younger husbands. He he runs a zoo. He's a country singer. He's involved in a murder plot. And honestly, I'm not sure he's um, the craziest guy on the show, or like the oh, most like close. compelling freak. I, Doc is like mind blowing. Um, how what's going on in, in in his world at his zoo? Doc is to me. So I was trying to think about all the parts of Doc's personality. And mm-hmm. where, what, the, and, and why I can't place him, and I figured out what it is. Go on. He's he's a John C. Riley character, right? Yep. Oh where, yes. Where John C. Because for Antel sounds like John C. Riley and looks like yep. John C. John C. Riley could be made to look like him with the right makeup. No doubt. Um, with, with parts of the affect parts of affectations of like a late night talk show host or a showman, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, who's the who's the guy who? Um, because obviously Doc Antle's been on places like Jay Leno, but I'm trying to remember the guy who used to go on like Johnny Carson and uh, and and Letterman. Yeah, the animal guy. I did. The hasn't guy. Doc, Doc? Doc has Doc, been Doc's on those on shows, but he's basically yeah. that guy crossed with Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and absolutely. played by John C. Riley. It, it's well, it's ha- such an it's such a marvelous coordination of just absolute absolute bizarre nature. Yeah, I mean, you have to to complete this um, this monster, your your this Frankenstein being you're putting together with these different people. You have to go ahead and pick your favorite cult leader and put a cult leader in there too, because he was running a cult. Oh, absolutely. That was a cult. That was well, one hundred percent a cult. This this um, corralling of young women that he that he brings in, and um, even even the interview of one of them was a was basically. Her, her, you know, when she was speaking, she was, she, her viewpoint was someone just like you would watch any cult documentary of somebody who escaped a cult. That was, that was what she was, that was where she was coming from. They came across to me like uh, Playboy bunnies. Like he was trying to cultivate yeah. his own kind of Hefner thing. 
Absolutely was. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you Hefner, I view as a gargantuanly disgusting human being, so sure. Doc Antle's not exactly going to follow far behind that, but my God, he's just so, it's just so crazy how people buy into that. Like, I, I, yep. I don't know how like how his pitch to even get these people these women who are far too good looking for him he is disgusting just fat portly gross looking man mm, mm. no it's it's obviously there's there's a whole lot of um um deception and and, and brainwashing and scary stuff i mean that's i think about that when um when i think about doc and what we saw what was so clear to me is that there was so much more going on. And, and like he, he was even, there's times you could tell he was potentially reserved and, and less open than the other guys who just don't give a fuck. Um, he, I mean, I think he, he is a little bit smarter in the deceiving way. And there was so much behind uh, the scenes that we don't know, I believe, that is pretty, pretty damning and pretty, pretty scary. I mean, Doc got to the floor of Congress. Like, Joe got 19% of a primary vote in Oklahoma <laughs> because he's, you know, that's, that's, that's really the max that a moron is going to, that's the, that's the maximum that's achievement the of top. that moron, right? <laughs> that's the top, um, yep. <laughs> like nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. But, um, Doc Antle, like getting to the floor of Congress, yeah. actually like affecting legislation about yeah. big cats. Yeah, there's there's a capability there, and that's always scarier when how? someone who has yeah, how absolutely no, it's scary when people who um you know are are this way and, and have this uh, sinister means in them and just are also a bit capable somehow. And he's um yeah, there's a lot more there, and I, I, I'm 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 scared. I'm scared talking about him right now. The doc scares me. There's he, there's something frightening human being. Something there. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Also, the crux of his business, and, and Joe had a lot of this too, is uh, was young tigers. And so you have to think about, I mean, where did those young tigers go? I mean, he used them at parties, and it was a whole thing. And I just think there was, um, where do they go when they grow? And, and, and you know, he's, he, was up to, he was up to stuff. There's no doubt about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, also, these guys are murdering tigers. They're, it's, it's obvious. They're murdering tigers. They're, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're obviously youth, euthanizing and, you know, and... and in, in in major ways, it's it's disgusting. There's yeah, no doubt about it's it. Absolutely we have, gross. We have reached the pinnacle. Um, the number one to me most shocking moment is just the uh, the fact that Carol Basking probably maybe I don't know. Uh, let's talk about it. Fed her husband to uh, lions. Yeah, uh, she fed him to lions, or he fell out of an airplane in mid flight, or I mean, where there is no body, there is no murder, right? Yeah, I mean, where is Don Lewis? I'm I'm curious to see. Just uh, you know, obviously, if you think about human nature in uh, you know this day and age, this thing is going to be a distant memory real fast, and the next thing will come up. But uh, you know, there is a big push right now. Where is Don Lewis? I heard uh, the case is reopening, up and just like everyone wants to know. But I mean, it's just like a general conception right now that that they, yeah, there's a chance she she did. You know, she, chance she did it. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely think she she killed him. I guess the question I, that I, I have I is so. like to me that's beyond to me that feels established and beyond doubt. To me, the real question is it's going to be this, which is, do you think Howard knows? That's a good question because that's the next thing I was going to bring up, which is really interesting to me. Just the subservient nature, or just the the 
the enabling nature of Howard and um, just their relationship. And it's, it was, it was almost cute in a disturbing way. I mean, he certainly had her back and was all in with Carol, but yeah, what, what does he have anything to do with it? What, what is, what does he know? That's, that's a great question. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really make sense to me. And that's where I yeah. kind of, you know, <laughs> That's right. That's right. I have to take a pause on her and re- and actually really think about mm. how she tries to present herself and whether or not Howard buys that versus what she really is, which is no different than Joe or Doc or or Jeff Lowe. She's no different. Like she's not running a, a rescue to save caged animals. She's running a similar kind of zoo. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Florida is not the habitat for big cats. Right. Full stop. Well, th- that was that. I mean, that was what was interesting about the doc. And, you know, you can't help as a viewer to kind of play with your loyalties a little bit and bounce back. And, you know, you did, obviously, Joe, to me, is just such a villain that you almost look at um, Carol as, you know, if, if he's going after her, she, you just you, you, there's sympathy there. And, you know, you look at her as better. But you're absolutely right. I kept going back to the thought that I'm just like, I mean, what makes her um, operation, you know, is she got on a big high horse about, you know, being that much better than Joe Zoo. And it's you're, you're right. That is not where they live. That is, you know, it, it, when you looked at both of them, the, the aesthetics of both zoos, I mean, it was it, it wasn't that much different. It really isn't. And yeah. it's just I, I can't get behind thinking that she I mean, first off, she doesn't. She hasn't. She isn't doing any of the press from this because I think she, unlike Joe, isn't total. Is in a total moron, and kind of yep. figured out that like maybe some news isn't good news. And yeah. having people <laughs> meddling around in the death of my husband that I might have killed is not the thing that you want people to do. Yeah, less less is more. She no. She's, there's a, there's a capability there too. She's she's got some wits as well. Um, in, an interesting figure, and definitely, um, you know. It, you know, you mentioned the at the top of this the 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 main four. All of them are really something um, unique in their own um, ways and and their own you know nefariousness. It's 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 really a wild ride. Did we um anything that you wanted to bring up? Did I miss? I'm sure there's so much, but is there anything that you like needs to be in this episode? I mean, I I don't really think that there's anything else that I'd call out because. Well, actually, you know, there is one other thing, and it goes back yeah, to Doc please. Antle. The fact that Great. he gave himself the name Bogvan Doc Antle is uh, is, is uh, it's it's humorous to me for a variety of reasons. One of which is that my wife is both a meditation teacher and a yogi, and uh-huh. anybody there's nobody in their right mind who thinks that that guy is supplying you with uh, any form of like real spiritual fulfillment, unless you're yeah. completely brainwashed. No, I mean that's that's. That also made it just more apparent what he was doing and the cult nature of the whole thing. Um, uh, yeah, for me, and I, I mentioned this earlier. I mean, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I am just ready. I'm, I'm glad. I almost feel like we're putting, putting a button on it right now because I'm ready to kind of move past it. I know, you know, I did mention that they, they are uh, talking about a season two. There's also um, a miniseries stars that uh, that's possibly in the works already, starring Kate McKinnon. Or actually, I'm sure everything's paused right now, but um, talking about starring Kate McKinnon as Carol, um, that that could come to life. Could that could be interesting? A, a, a scripted thing there, but I'm I'm, I'm sick sure of Eric 
good making any more money off of this. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm. I'm. I. I yeah. I'm done. I, I feel really done. I don't really want done. Eric Good making any and, more money off it. It's all so dirty. Yeah. I. Well, I feel like it really. It served kind of. It served its purpose too. I mean, it did. It gave us all something that we were all. Everyone, you couldn't escape uh, as this um, pandemic took hold. The, the one thing in popular culture that took hold is is Tiger King, and it was something we all talked about and laughed about and it was it went in that way it, it was here for us in a dark moment and it served that purpose but i am i'm i'm, I'm good i'm ready to move past it yeah and, and you know you know a lot of a lot of this is getting even in documentaries it's getting yourself lost uh, in a cinematic world and reality i, I don't need yep. this one anymore no, no, it did. It's good, and it was. Um, it was. It really was fascinating. I'm. I'm glad we did stop and talk about it here today. So, thank you, Justin. I really, really appreciate you making the time. Ah, it's always a pleasure to come on this. I think we probably are going to have more content because we're both stuck at home watching things. Absolutely, and which is great. I, I, I'm using. Um, I'm excited that the whole Welcome to the Party team, which you've become a nice member of, uh, is out there uh, spreading recommendations. We are trying to pump it out. So um, we actually have an Ozark episode that'll come your way uh, later this week uh, as well. But um, thank you again, Justin, and uh, thank you everyone out there for joining the party. Now I understand. I saw This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.